0: Collier. And as always, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of the podcast. This is going to be episode five of the podcast. And for this episode, I would like to dive in to a question that I get whenever I speak to people about what exactly I do. A question that I get pretty much every time I mention that I work for a professional sports team, is what exactly do you do? What does a typical day look like for you? And kind of wanted to touch base on that, kind of give you a behind-the-scenes look as to what the typical days look like, and I've kind of narrowed it down to there's really five types of days uh, that can kind of be categorized into really two different categories. Uh, One has to do with the actual days themselves, and then uh, a couple other ones have to do with how you perceive those days. So, for instance, uh, the five areas, I guess, or the five types of days that I'm going to talk about are going to be one, game days, two, the off-season days, three, mid-season days, And then the other two are going to be a little bit different. They more have to do with uh, the sales approach. Four is going to be hot days, so your hot sales days. And then five is going to be your cold sales days. So I want to kind of go ahead and dive into the first one that I mentioned, game days. As you can imagine, game days are the most exciting of all of these days because Yes, you get to come into the office and you know that there is a game happening right there where you're working that night or that day. It's a very exciting feeling because all the work that you've built up to, all the sales that you've made, all the connections you made, all the tickets you sold. That is essentially what is going to take place. Everything is going to come into form on game days. It's the most exciting But also, it's the busiest and it's the longest. I'm gonna tell you a story. So, the longest work day that I ever had has to do with one of the game days. I am actually over the Boy Scouts here with the Grizzlies. So, all the Boy Scout tickets, all of our Boy Scout nights, all of our special offers, they go through me. That's one of my specialties. We have a Boy Scout night here with the Grizzlies. Essentially, Uh, troops uh, so Boy Scouts Cub Scouts they purchase tickets and they come to the game they come to the game they have these pregame fan experiences whether it be the National Anthem whether it be the Color Guard whether it be Anthem Buddies pregame fan tonal whatever they come to the game after the game what we do is we take the entire group and we put on a movie on the Jumbotron and they sit up in the club level they watch the movie uh, typically it's like a Disney movie. I think last year it was Toy Story 4. The year before that it was Incredibles 2 or Incredibles 3, whichever one, um, you know, whichever one is the most recent. But essentially we do that. We give them popcorn, soda, water. After that, they get to sleep over on our practice court. So they bring sleeping bags, they bring pillows, they bring whatever they do. It's almost like a camp out of sorts. And essentially, they sleep, you know, it's a sleepover. They wake up the next day. And last year, we actually had a, an opportunity for them to uh, participate in our Grizzlies youth basketball camp the very next morning. So, what happened was uh, they woke up, we had donuts for them, and then they had about an hour uh, of the youth basketball clinic on the main court. So, I didn't leave until probably about 10 a.m. But I had been working, I got to the office 8.30 the morning before. So you can do that quick math there, that's about 26 hours that I was technically on the clock. I was working the entire time because we had that event. So as you can imagine, that's a pretty long day. <laughs> you know, that's that's more than 24 hours, that's more than a full day. So it's as I said, you know, it is the most exciting, it is the longest, and it's definitely the busiest two is going to be those off-season days. The off-season days are probably the most important of all of the days that you have to deal with. Why is that? So most of you think off-season and you think, okay, you're off. You don't really have to work. But like in sports, the off-season is usually what separates the good from great. It's going to determine Who's going to put in the effort when nobody's watching? Who's going to put in the time, the effort to make these sales and better themselves? Because champions aren't made in the regular season in sports. They're made in the off season. Who's putting in the work all year round? And sales is no different. The majority of your contacts and the majority of the sales that you make throughout the season once it comes back will be through people that you spoke to all off-season. Because you have to make these sales and make these connections when there's nothing going on, so that when there is games going on, they are familiar with your name, they are familiar with your product, they are familiar with your brand. And to be honest, the off-season are probably the most boring days as well, because it is so much just a Grind. It is a sales process. You are always on the phone. You are scheduling appointments. You are doing this, doing that, and you are just always running around and you are trying to get these sales, make these connections. So it can be boring, especially when you're not getting, you know, appointments and phone calls and getting in contact with people. But like I said, it's the most important because you have the most time during the off season. So if you can go ahead and schedule, two or three appointments a week, that can lead to sales down the road. Essentially, the off-season is what is going to prepare you for a great sales year, because once you have all of those contacts, that pipeline of people you spoke with in the off-season, once the regular season comes up, then you're gonna be able uh, to make those connections easier, make those sales easier, because you've already done the hard work. Three is going to be midseason. Midseason is kind of a mixture between what game days and what the offseason look like because you're still selling, um, you know, to a degree, you're still selling. But obviously, to midseason, when you're selling, games are passing and you have less opportunities. So once one game passes, obviously that's one less game that you can sell. What you need to do. In the midseason, it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of follow-ups, and it's a lot of selling for the rest of the season. So, for instance, when you're going through the uh, the midseason aspect, the people that you've already sold, especially from a group standpoint, you're doing a lot of planning. You're planning out their night for them. You're planning out how it's going to look on game day, and planning starts months in advance. For instance, one of my biggest groups that I had, I had a high school come and actually play at Play Like the Pros, which is an opportunity for the high school boys and girls team to come play uh, here on our court pregame. That event happened in January, and what I did was I had actually made that connection uh, in June, so well, well, you know, six, seven months before And I had been planning that entire night all the way up until the day of. I planned how it was going to look. I made sure that everything was squared away for them as far as tickets, as far as how the day was going to go, had a complete itinerary. So it was a lot of planning. And as you can imagine, sometimes that planning for your bigger groups can take away from your sales process and your calls and your emails and your appointments and that kind of ties back to why I said the off season's the most important because when you're planning all these massive events and following up with all your key contacts and doing your service and talking with your clients who have come to games or are going to be coming to games you don't have as much time to actually actively sell. So the mid season's a lot of service aspect, a lot of selling for the rest of the season and it's also a lot of planning and follow-ups. So you got to make sure that, like I said, you know, you're not going to have as much time to sell uh, mid-season as you would in the off-season. Um, so those are kind of the three, uh, I guess, separate types of days. Now we're going to get into more of how the sales days can affect you. There really are only two. There are hot sales days and there are cold sales days. And you're going to have both happen to you in every single one of the previous three categories. There's going to be hot days on game days. There's going to be hot days in the offseason. Going to be hot days in the midseason. And likewise, there's going to be cold days in the game days. There's going to be cold days in offseason. There's going to be cold days in midseason. But it's really how you, I guess, interpret it as to how you're going to respond. The hot days are just that those are your hot days. You are on fire. You're either getting these big sales, you're making multiple sales, you're getting leads, you know, left and right. Uh, You have people calling in that you haven't talked to in a couple of weeks. They told you they weren't interested and now they've changed their mind and you just have sale after sale after sale after sale. Um, There are some people in the office that have hot days, uh, you know, that last longer than others. And I think that The hot days that happen, the people that have the most hot days, and I'm going to keep tying this back to the off-season. The people that have the most hot days, I think, are doing the most work in the off-season because they're now reaping the benefits. But the hot days, like I said, big sales, multiple sales, call-ins, the leads, all this type of stuff. I think the best day I ever had um, was probably... Uh, A couple of months ago, actually, uh, when we went on sale for season tickets here with the Grizzlies, in the span of about three days, I sold, I think, so I sold six or seven different accounts for season tickets. That's actually a pretty good three-day span is getting, you know, it's essentially two sales a day. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty hot day or hot days, um, and those are going to be the days where you actually sit and you are loving what you're doing uh, because you're seeing the progress paying off and you're seeing everything kind of formulate and it's going to you know, grow. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you going because once you make that first sale, it's going to drive you to make that next sale because there is kind of an elated feeling when you make a sale. It's so exciting and it just drives you to be better. On the flip side, cold days. Now, cold days, these are what's known as the slumps. The people, when you have appointments, they don't show up. You're getting hung up on by everybody that you talk to. The person that said they were going to call you back didn't call you back. The person that said, call them in 20 minutes. You call them and somehow their number got disconnected. I don't know what happens. Those days are the days where you're going to be tested. You're going to really, you know, find out why you're doing this. That goes back to a previous episode of finding your why. These are the tough days. These are the days where you have to put it into perspective that you're going to fail more than you succeed when you're in a sales role. So it's very, very important to not get down on yourself, to not get frustrated, because we're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have slumps. But the one thing I can say is as long as you're doing the work and you're hitting your call numbers and you're putting in the effort and you are you know, constantly trying new things, seeing what works, you're going to end up making sales. As long as you give the effort and you focus on your process, it's going to be very hard for you to not end up down the road having one of those hot days it's when you start to get complacent. It's when you start to give up, for lack of a better term, when you stop making those calls because you got a little bit down on yourself. You got a little bit frustrated. You're starting to figure out, okay, maybe I'm not good at this. Once you start having those negative thoughts, that's when your slumps turn into much longer than what they're supposed to be. Slumps usually last maybe a couple of weeks. Um, Sometimes, you know, there are like situations where I'm in a slump for two or three weeks and one of my coworkers is over here having one of those hot days or hot streaks. And it's almost like, what am I doing wrong? Most of the time you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, so like I said, it's, you know, it is very, very streaky in sales. Sometimes, you know, it's just not, you know, like it's just not your day, but that doesn't mean you can just give up and stop your process, stop your efforts. Because once you make these 50, 60, 70 calls, then you have something to drive toward the next day. You know, you can follow up and see. Just sometimes you're going to get in these slumps. They are inevitable. But you're going to sit here, and if you don't continue to strengthen your weaknesses, to put in the work and to continue to try and continue to put forth the very best effort you can, that's when the slumps turn into a much longer and more serious problem. Because slumps are gonna happen, like I said, but once it gets into your mind and you start having those negative thoughts about why you're in a slump, instead of just you know trying to understand that you're gonna fail more than you succeed in sales, then you're going to have to get over the thoughts that maybe you're doing something wrong. Most of the time, you're not. As long as your effort's there, the sales are going to come. So your cold days are going to turn into hot days. And your hot days, likewise, are going to turn into cold days. They're going to happen. You're going to have plenty of those throughout the season and it's very important to put those into perspective. You need to celebrate those hot days because they are exciting and you need to be excited because if you don't get excited about you know making a sale or making a string of sales or a big sale, then I don't understand why you're in sales in the first place because it is an exciting feeling. Likewise, if you have a cold day, you don't want to get down on yourself too much. You need to make sure you put it into perspective and focus on okay, I'm having a bad day, but that doesn't mean that I'm bad at my job. That doesn't mean that what I'm doing is wrong. It just means I'm having a bad day, I need to go back to the drawing board and see what I'm doing that maybe I can work on, something I can grow on. And the great thing about being in sales and having a great manager is you can actually go to them and they have an open door policy and you can tell them about what's going on. Maybe they have something that they can give you to learn. Maybe they have some advice. Maybe they have some tips because I guarantee you that these sales managers that you're working under, they can attest to these days, hot days, cold days. So make sure you understand that this is essentially what a typical day looks like. Um, You know, it's all the way throughout the season. And like I said, those main three days, game days, off season and mid season, they're going to be a mixture of hot and cold days. And like I said, sales is a very hot and cold industry, and you got to be willing to make sure you understand that just because you're having a hot day doesn't mean you're the best salesman ever. And just because you're having a cold day doesn't mean you're the worst salesman ever. It's a balancing act, and you got to make sure that you keep your head up, keep driving, and make sure that you keep giving the effort, because if you keep giving the effort, the sales are going to come. And that concludes episode five of the Break into Sports Sales podcast. As always, I want to thank you all again for tuning in. I am your host, Justin Collier, and I hope that you all have a fantastic day. Bye.